today we're going to be talking about finding relief from anxiety. How many here have ever struggled with anxiety? I mean, let's just be honest, especially this past year, right? Amen. People who struggle with anxiety really probably struggled really bad through 2020 with anxiety. But I want to surprise you with something this morning a lot of people don't realize. Jesus struggled with anxiety. And you might be questioning, how could he? He was Jesus. Well, how many know he came down and walked this earth as a human? He faced different things, some of a lot of the same things we face, trials, temptations, persecution. But the way he responded to things is different than the way we respond to things. So we're going to get into that this morning. But some of you might be saying, you know Jesus, I have a relationship with Jesus, I follow Jesus, but I still struggle with anxiety. How many have ever been there before? You felt like maybe you're a bad person because you still struggle with something even though you know who God is, right? Maybe it's your workload, maybe it's your mind is always going. How many's mind is just constantly going sometimes, right? I just, it's always going. Maybe you're thinking about everything or all the problems or everything you're trying to do. Sometimes it doesn't even necessarily have to be bad things. You just think about something so much that it actually brings anxiety into your life. Maybe it's so bad that for some of you, you've faced shortness of breath before from anxiety. Or maybe to the point of having feeling, feelings of panic attack. You, you know Jesus, you love Jesus, you follow Jesus, but you still deal with anxiety. 2020 was the longest year that we've ever had, right? A mysterious virus, wildfires, shut down the world, disrupt routines, massive uh, economic fears, racial tension, right? Political division, biased news, a bunch of people freaked out, people sharing conspiracy theories. How many heard enough conspiracy theories in 2020, right? People felt afraid, people felt lonely, uncertain. They felt like they lost control, and a lot of people felt hopeless. And even though you might not believe it, this same stuff is even carrying on into 2021. Okay? But how many know as believers, we're not called around, or, or, to walk around hopeless. We're called to walk around hopeful in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No matter what our surroundings are, no matter what we're facing, we're not called as believers to remain down in the dumps. There might be times when you feel like you're down in the dumps, but how you respond to that will either make things worse or make things better. According to the National Center for Health, you ready? In July 2019, 8.2% of adults showed signs of anxiety disorder. Okay? July 2020, 36% of adults showed signs of anxiety and disorder. And already in 2021, it's already starting out worse than that. Think about it. I mean, well, that's a lot of anxiety. What is anxiety? It's complicated. It's, it's psychological, it's emotional, it's situational, it's spiritual. And maybe for some, the spiritual part of this is you feel like you failed God. How many have ever been there before where you're still struggling with something and you feel like you're failing God because you have a relationship with God, you say you trust God, I'm a Christian, why am I struggling with anxiety or worry or stress or fear? Am I failing God? Am I sinning? Anybody ever thought those thoughts before? I'm a Christian, but I feel anxious. Some people have asked, is it a sin to be anxious? It's not a sin. 
It's just like anger. It can lead to sin, but it's not a sin. I've talked to a lot of people where people say, Pastor, it's a sin to be angry. It doesn't say that. It says, be angry and sin not. I can be angry, but what I do with that anger either will become a sin or I can remain living the way God wants me to live. I have a choice what to do with the anger. It's not a sin to be angry in itself. It's a sin if you respond to anger in a way you're not supposed to respond to it. You can have anxious thoughts. You can have some anxiety. But what you're doing with that can either become the problem or the solution. Jesus had anxiety. Why? Because Jesus had emotions. We talked about last week, the emotion he had was compassion. Remember splagna? Remember the word we talked about last week? The weird word? That's the Greek word that compassion comes from. And it actually means, like I said last week, twist, a twisting of your guts, almost feeling like your guts are going to rip out. He had compassion in his gut for the widow. Okay? So today, another emotion he had was anxiety. Now, I've never looked at it like this before, but if you really study this and look at it, this is what he had. He was anxious. How did Jesus respond to overwhelming anxiety? Jesus started talking. When anxiety rose up, Jesus talked back. What do I mean by that? How do you find relief from anxiety? Number one, talk to your friends. This is why I drive home so many times that you need to be sure you got the right people in your circle. All right? You don't need a bunch of people in your circle that aren't going to bring you up. If you've got people in your circle that are bringing you down and you're not strong enough to remain up when you're around them, maybe they should not be in your circle. Well, pastor, we're called to love everyone. We're called to, we're called, I, I didn't say you don't love them. But just because you love them, it doesn't mean you're called to associate with everybody if you're too weak to hang around them. Right? God's not going to tell you to associate around a circle of friends that are doing drugs if you struggle with drugs. God's not going to tell you to associate around a circle of friends that are alcoholics if you struggle with alcohol. It can be anything. God's not going to tell you to associate around a group of negative people if He knows that you're not strong enough to be around negative people. Why? Because God doesn't set us up for failure. He sets us up for success if we walk and follow Him. We need to be in tune with the Lord. Talk to your friends. If you're sitting here today and you say, man, I don't, I don't feel like I have a friend I can talk to about my anxiety, then maybe you need to find some. Maybe the ones you have aren't the right ones to have if you can't go and talk to them about your anxiety and even your relationship with Jesus Christ. After his last dinner with his disciples, his close friend Judas slips out to betray to portray Jesus. Let's read Mark chapter 14. If you have your Bible, if not, it's on the screen. Mark chapter 14, 32 through 33. Do we have that this morning? There we go. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him. Catch that now. He took Peter, James, and John along with him. He had people with him in his time of anxiety. When we are full, our life is full of anxiety, we need to have some good people around us to support us. Amen? 
Because it might happen. I'm not telling you you'll never have anxious thoughts. I'm not telling you you'll never struggle with anxiety. But you need to make sure you have some friends around that can help you when things like this arise. What happened? He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Think about that. Jesus was arrested. Jesus was tortured. Died to crucifixion. It was the most painful, humiliating way to die. Can you imagine being there? Can you imagine being Mary, watching her son go through this? The most horrible way to die. But even worse, ready? He never sinned. He became sin, who knew no sin. And watch Jesus' honesty. Can you imagine... Uh, the, the disciples asking Jesus, hey, Jesus, how are you doing? You know, Jesus didn't say, well, just, I, I'm just fine, guys. I'm keeping on, keeping on. I'm fighting the good fight. That's not what he said here. Let's read Mark 14, verse 34. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Jesus didn't come out and say, hey guys, I'm feeling great. Even though I'm facing all this stuff, life's awesome right now. I'm just fighting a good fight. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. Now that doesn't sound like somebody that's just saying, well, I'm keeping on, keeping on, guys. Right? My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. How many know that could be, that's some serious anxiety. Right? He told them how he's feeling. What is he saying? He's saying, I need you. I need you. One of the biggest reasons you struggle with anxiety, some of the people that do or feel anxious, is because you're lacking community. Let me say that again. It's because you're lacking community. This relationship with God, you're not supposed to walk it by yourself. Okay? And years of studies show that it's not good to be alone. Right? It's not good to be alone. Let me tell you what, through 2020, everybody's saying you can't go do this, can't go do that, can't go visit your family. There was a lot of people depressed in 2020. And do you know how many people committed suicide in 2020 because they were alone and anxious and afraid? It's not good. Many people cried when they came back to church for the first time because they missed the community, and that fellowship with other believers. Look, I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. I'm not arguing. The camera used to be over here. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing the fact that people are being touched online. I'm not denying that people are, have been, been saved online or have heard the message online. But it is not the same as being in the house of God with other believers. It is not the same. Do I believe God can touch you in your living room? Absolutely. Do I believe God can touch you washing dishes? Absolutely. Do I believe you can sing in the shower and worship God? Absolutely. Guilty. Amen. But, I, but even through those times that, that might bring you peace and some joy, I guarantee without a doubt that it is not the same as entering the house of God with other believers. It's not the same. We must be in the house of God. We're not called to be alone. We're not called to fellowship by ourselves because if that's the case, you're just not fellowshipping with anybody. You can sit there and watch online, but that connection isn't there with other believers. But we're not called to be alone. 
right? We're called to be together. People miss that community. Jesus is basically saying, guys, my soul is overwhelmed. I feel like it could kill me. Guys, stay and watch. So what did he do? He talked to his friends. Number two, he talked to his father. Anxiety is a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. Right? When you struggle with anxiety, a lot of people think that they can just do this, do that, and the other to relieve anxiety. It's a signal that it's time to pray. Right? It's like when you're, when you're driving in your car and if, and if your blinker's going, that's when it starts to just blink really fast. Some of them vehicles just blink and you know, hey, my blinker's getting ready to go. Right? Anxiety is the same way. When you start to suffer with anxiety, that should be a, a, an eye-opener saying, okay, I need to spend some time with my father. I need to spend some time with God. Paul says, do not be anxious, but in every situation, pray. Pray. Let me tell you this, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. Maybe you're worried about your marriage. Pray. Maybe you're worried about the economy or your job. You need to pray. Maybe you're worried about a tough decision that you have to make. You need to pray. Maybe it's a problem with your kids. You need to pray. Maybe a loved one is sick. You need to pray. If you're feeling anxious, you need to spend time with God. If it's on your mind, it's on his heart. Anxiety is a signal to pray. Let's read Mark 14, 35 through 36. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. What, do we, what is Jesus showing here? He was honest. He was honest. He didn't recite words. He cried from the depth of his soul. I believe God loves each and every one of you and he's inviting you to cry out to him in your times of anxiety. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. So what did Jesus do? He talked to His friends. He talked to His Father. Now, I love this one the most right here. He talked to His feelings. Has anyone here ever had whacked out or jacked up feelings? Right? Nobody? Okay, that's awesome. Great. (laughs) Worried about something, stressed out about something, in fear about something, your emotions are just all out of whack, you don't know what to do, you feel like you're losing control. The world says, follow your feelings. The world says, if it feels good, do it. But I'm here to tell you, don't do it. Because following your feelings more times than none, will lead to destruction. Because our feelings a lot of times are not aligned with the Spirit. Often it's aligned with the flesh. 
Worry is our flesh. Anxiety is our flesh. Anger is our flesh. And if we were to say, just follow your feelings, hey, there's been times in my life, if I were to follow my feelings, I'd probably be in jail right now, right? Let's be honest. If you followed your feelings with a lot of people, it probably wouldn't be something great that you should have done, right? But we're not called to follow our feelings because it'll lead to destructions. You are not your feelings. People get mixed up sometimes. They think because they feel something, that's who they are. You are not your feelings. Your feelings are real, okay? I'm not saying you don't have feelings, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily true all the time. They're feelings. Your feelings don't get to lead you. You need to start leading your feelings. Talk to your feelings. What do I mean? Tell your feelings you're not the boss of me. Tell your, tell, tell your feelings, get thee behind me, Satan. You're not the boss of me. Feelings don't necessarily reflect reality. Right? How many here have been worried about something so bad and it was going to happen and it never did? Right? You worried so much, you wasted so much energy and so much time on something that never happened. I've been there. How's this going to happen? How's this going to work out? Man, what if this happens? You're biting your fingernails, you're thinking about it all the time, and it never did. Just because we worry about something doesn't mean it always is real. Talk to your feelings about your faith. That's what Jesus did. Let's read Mark chapter 14, verse 36. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. What does he feel like? It doesn't feel like going to the cross. Why would he pray this if he at that moment didn't feel like going to the cross? Would, would you agree that maybe he was suffering with a little bit of anxiety? A little bit of worry? Not sure? But even in the midst of all that, he was still willing to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Speak truth to our feelings. Align our feelings with our faith. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like God doesn't love you. The truth is He does. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like nobody's ever loved me. My parents didn't. Maybe you're here this morning and your parents left you a long time ago. Maybe you grew up without a dad. Maybe you grew up without a mom. And even in the midst of no matter how you grew up, Jesus looks at you and says, They are beautifully and wonderfully made and they are my children. I love them. I want to have a relationship with them. Jesus loves everyone, but not everyone has a relationship with Him. It's a choice we have to make. I want to serve the Lord. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. But you'll never want Jesus Lord of your life until you realize how much He loves you. He loves you this morning. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that you're not loved. Because you are. Maybe you feel like you're alone. The truth is, Jesus says, He'll never leave you nor forsake you. How many believe that the Bible is truth? How many believe if God's word says it, we need to believe it? And if God's word says he'll never leave me nor forsake me, I believe that God will always be there for me. Even in ways I cannot see sometimes. Maybe you feel worried about finances. The truth is God's word says I'll, I'll supply all your needs. That's what God's word says. Maybe you feel like a victim, but the truth is you are an overcomer through him who loves you. 
Maybe you feel like you've been defeated. Maybe you feel like you're, you, maybe you're worn down and you feel like you're never going to make it, this, that, and the other. Scripture says, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Scripture says, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. What did Jesus do with anxiety? He talked to his friends, he talked to his father, and he talked to his feelings. And guess what? It worked. It worked. He stumbled into the garden, overwhelmed with soul-crushing anxiety. The soldiers came to arrest him. He faced unjust trials, unspeakable torture, and excruciating pain, and then death on the cross. Why did he do that? For you. For me. For those that are watching online, he did... Keep looking over there. For those that are watching online, he did that for them. And you know what? There's people out there today that probably have never been to church and they've never probably even heard about the gospel before and they might be living a life that's so far from God it ain't even funny. But let me tell you this. He died for them. He died for them. Does that mean everybody's going to receive? No, we have a cho- they have a choice to make. But He did die for all. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever, aren't you thankful this morning that you were a whosoever? And there's still a lot more whosoever's out there today, that whosoever believeth in me shall not perish, but have eternal life. He did it for all. Then he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And then he says, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Right? How many would be here to admit, you don't have to raise your hand, but just think about it. How many would be here to admit to say that I deal with anxiety? I deal with anxiety. I deal with worry. Then as followers of Christ, we should do what Jesus did. He talked to his friends, his father, and his feelings. Let's read Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God will guard you. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety today. If you give it to God, the peace of God will guard you. Peace of God, not your peace. I want you to understand that this morning. It's the peace of God, it's not your peace. It's not peace that the world can give. Look, maybe you're here this morning and you've tried everything the world has to offer. And you're still wondering, why am I still struggling day in and day out? I've tried this. I've drank that. I've popped this. I've shot that. I've tried that relationship. I've tried counselors. I've tried this, that, and the other. Let me tell you this. The only thing that's going to be successful in your life is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You must receive Jesus in your life to find the peace that this is talking about. Peace that's eternal. Because how many know, as long as you're going to a counselor, you might feel better a little bit. But when you stop going to the counselor and the next thing arises, you might feel like you need to go back to that counselor. Because you no longer have peace. 
Or maybe the drugs feel good for a little bit and you just start forgetting everything and everything feels good. But as soon as the drug wear off, drugs wear off, you're now feeling anxious and full of anxiety again and worry again and fear again. It's the same as drinking. You might feel like having a couple drinks at the end of the day. You might feel like, well, this will just relieve the stress. You know what you're saying? You're saying God can't do it. The alcohol can. God is on, the only one that's truly going to relieve the things that you need relieved in your life. The other things might feel good for a moment. The other things might sound good at the time. But when they fade away and they wear down, you know what? You're stuck back the way you were. But Jesus' peace is eternal. Am I saying you'll never have moments when you're tempted with anxiety again or worry or fear? No, if I said that, I'd be lying to you standing up here this morning. Because there might be times still that, that worry arises and fear arises or anxiety arises. But if you have a relationship with God and you know nothing's impossible for Him, when those things arise, you give them to Him. Because when you give them to Him, he can relieve those areas of your life. There's no storm God won't bring you through. How many here this morning say, Pastor John, I've been through some big storms. I've been through some serious storms. I've been through some valleys. I've been through some trials. Pastor John, if I could tell you some of the stuff I've been through. But Jesus brought you through. But Jesus brought you through. And if we could always remember what God has brought us through to where we are today, I believe that would relieve some of the worry. I believe that would relieve some of the anxiety. I believe that would relieve some of the fear. Why? Because we know He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God did it for me then, He'll still do it for me today. We just need to trust in Him. There's no obstacle God won't help you overcome. No enemy that God won't defeat. And there's no heartache that God won't heal. 